So I want you to turn to the book of Hebrews chapter number 9. I've been preaching 44 years and I believe I've preached from this text two times uh, during that season of my ministry. But I thank God for the blood tonight. And I'm glad that the blood still cleanses and the blood still purges and the blood still saves tonight. Amen. So if you got your Bible in Hebrews chapter number 9, let's stand in reverence to the reading of the scriptures. And let's please remember our pastor in prayer that God will continue to be with him. One good thing about getting away for a few days, you get refreshed, refired, and come back and there'll be some hot preaching, uh, hotter than normal in the pulpit over the next few months. And uh, we thank the Lord for that. Aren't you glad God's given us a pastor that loves the Bible, loves the book, loves the church, loves God as a man of God? We're very, very grateful for our preacher. Thank you for everyone that is here tonight that prays for us at the Rock of Ages Ministries. It's because of your prayers we're able to do the work that God's called us to. The Lord's done some unique things. We'll save that for another time. But I do want to say thank you for your prayers tonight. Now in Hebrews chapter number 9, I believe everyone has your Bible there. Let's look, if you would please, in a couple of verses of Scripture. Let's look, if you would please, beginning in verse number 12. Hebrews chapter number 9, verse number 12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood... He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? All I can say tonight is thank God for the blood. And so by the help of God tonight, I want to preach on there is power in the blood. Let's pray. Fathers, we bow before you. I pray now your blessings upon the service tonight. We thank you for your shed blood. Thank you for your goodness and your kindness that's been bestowed upon us. Again, be with the preachers he stands tonight. I to preach, given the great power and unction of the Holy Spirit of God. Use them as a mighty tool, a vessel, an instrument in the hand of God. Tonight, I pray that you'll meet every need here in this auditorium. Give thy servant power to preach, we ask, and pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. This chapter of Hebrews focuses on the Old Testament sacrifice of blood and the requirements and the fulfillment and, the, and also deals with this inadequacy, pardon me, of the Old Testament sacrifices of animals, but deals with the all-sufficiency and the blood of Jesus Christ. M.R. DeHaan, that great preacher, wrote a book. It's entitled, The Chemistry of the Blood. Every preacher ought to read it. In fact, it'd be good if every Christian read the book. It's an excellent, outstanding book. And he simply says this. He said, the Bible is a book of blood, wholly distinct from all other books for just one reason, namely that it contains blood circulating through every page and in every verse from Genesis to Revelation, we see a stream of blood flowing through its text. The Bible is a book on the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a trail of blood that weaves from Genesis all the way through the Bible to the closing book in the book of Revelation. And as we consider this, the blood of animals could never wash away sin, could never wash away the stain of the soul that had been tarnished by the sins and the transgressions and the iniquities of humanity. But in this passage of scripture tonight in the book of Hebrews, we find that there is hope not in the blood of bulls and goats and calves and things of that nature and turtle doves, but we find that there is hope in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
I'm going to give you a few things tonight on the blood of Christ. Notice with me, if you would please, in verse number 12, where the Bible says, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. Notice, if you would, he said he went into the, uh, entered into the office, pardon me, of the holy place, or into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. I want to speak to you tonight on the power of the blood. And in verse number 12, I want you to look at the purchase of the blood. In verse number 12, we find that it was a precious purchase. The Bible tells us that the reason of the Old Testament sacrifices could not wash away sin is because that blood was tainted by the sin of humanity. It was tainted by the sin of man, of Adam and Eve in the garden when they sinned and brought judgment upon the whole human race and upon all of the animal kingdom. We find that according to the scriptures, that that was a formality. It was a type and shadow of what would come in the New Testament, of that being the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of Romans, in chapter number 5, and verse number 12, the Bible says, Wherefore, as by one man's sin entered into the world, and so death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And when Jesus went to Calvary as the Lamb of God, as the Son of God, as God in the flesh and his deity, and there he died upon the cross, and there he shed his blood for humanity, and he shed his blood for your sin and my sin and the sins of the whole world, thank God he fulfilled the Old Testament types and shadow of the blood that was to come. He, he shed his blood on Calvary, entered into heaven, and the Bible said he sprinkled his blood in the holy place and the holy of holies, and there, thank God, once for all, the shed blood of Christ is adequate. It is sufficient for the sin of the world. In 1 Peter chapter number 1, verse number 18 and 19, the Bible says, For as you know that you were not redeemed with the corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by the tradition of your fathers, but by the precious blood of Christ as of the Lamb without blemish and without spot. Thank God the blood of Christ cleanses from all sin because the blood of Christ is pure, it's holy, it is spotless. It was the blood of the Lamb of God slain on Calvary. And one drop of his blood is enough, thank God, to save all of humanity tonight. Thank God for the power in the blood of Jesus Christ. His blood is precious blood. It was a personal purchase. Notice the Bible says, and the Bible tells us, by his own blood in our text. Thank God, what a glorious text tonight to know that Christ purchased you and I with his own blood and it was a personal purchase. Aren't you glad that uh, God came himself, God in the flesh, and died for the sins of mankind? He came willingly. No man taketh his life from me, he said, but I lay it down willingly. The Bible said in Isaiah 53, verse 5 and 6, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, and the Bible said we have uh, turned everyone to his own way and the Lord hath laid upon him the iniquity of us all. It was a personal purchase. He was wounded for our transgressions. By his stripes we are healed and it was a personal purchase. He came himself, donned a robe of flesh and died and lived among men and gave his own blood. What an amazing truth that while Christ died for me he also died for you and while his blood saved me his blood also saved you and while his blood saves you and I his blood is able to save this vilest sinner on the planet earth tonight. 
But God came into this love to warn us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And then we find it was a permanent purchase. Aren't you glad that once you're saved and that blood cleanses and washes our sins away? It's once for all. We don't have to keep going back to that fountain filled with blood and getting washed over and over and over and over again. Thank God it was a permanent purchase. The Bible tells us, he said, having obtained, and that refers to once for all. Having obtained redemption, that means once for all. I said having obtained redemption once for all. Thank God when we were saved, it was once for all. I don't have to keep going back to the fountain that cleanses. Thank God I'm saved forever. And the means that I'm saved, I'm abiding, I'm consistent underneath the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am forever delivered from my sin and my transgression. I mentioned this morning about my grandmother singing and my grandpa sitting on his uh, porch with that uh, asbestos shingle uh, siding they had on the side of it. And uh, it'd give the liberals a heart attack today to think about it. But uh, they attended a, an old church as borderline Armenian and I believe she was saved. They had great testimony of the Lord but uh, they believed that you just had to keep going back and getting saved over and over and over and over again. But I thank God that I came to Christ in 1977, somewhere around May or June, and I got saved. I got plunged underneath that fountain filled with blood. I got my sins forgiven, and my life's been changed forever, and I'm glad that it was a permanent purchase, and I don't have to keep going back and doing it all over and over and over again. Thank God for the purchase of the blood and the permanence of it. If you're saved tonight, you're saved forever. The Bible says in John 10, 28 and 29, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. They shall, uh, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. And tonight when we got saved and washed in the blood of Christ, he placed us in the hand of God. I did a series in our ministry some time back on the anatomy of God. We have the eyes of God. He, they go to and fro upon the earth. You have the voice of God. You have the ears of God. You have the hair of God. You have the feet of God. And the Bible gives us a lot of the anatomy of God. But one of the things that I enjoyed studying was the hand of God. There's several things you find in the Bible in the hand of God. The Bible speaks of the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And one of the things you'll find in the hand of God is a sword for the divine protection of his people. And inside the hand of God, if you were to look tonight, you'll see the scars for the redemption of the people. But if you looked in his hand tonight of God, you'd see the people of God, those that have been saved, purchased by the blood of Christ. Thank God for the purchase and for the permanence of the blood of Christ. Then I'd like to look at the power in the blood of Jesus Christ very specifically. What kind of power are you speaking of tonight? You may say, preacher, I'd like to I'd let you know tonight that there's power in the blood of Christ to cleanse. And the Bible in the scripture talks about purging. And may I just say to you in verse number 13 and verse number 14, that the word purge, it means to cleanse or to free from filth. And when I got saved and gave my life to Christ, and I got plunged beneath that crimson blood, it literally washed me whiter than snow. You know, it's something. Sin stains you and I. We get blood on us, and uh, sometimes the wives will have a hard time getting it out of our clothes. Uh, sometimes 
will get stained with blood because a nick, a cut, or something that takes place. And uh, they have a hard time getting that out today. There are some solutions that'll remove blood stains from clothing, but very few that won't stain or bleach and dye the clothing. But you know, it's something interesting about the blood of Jesus. Our blood stains, but his blood cleanses. It cleanses. The Bible says in the scripture, Revelation 1.5, and from Jesus Christ, who is a faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and watched this and washed us in his own blood. Thank God we're washed, we're dipped, we're cleansed, we're purged. Our stains are removed tonight because of the shed blood of Christ. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus tonight. What can make me whole and white again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus tonight. That's the way it is in the New Testament. Because of the shed blood, I'm justified. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter number 6 and verse number 9 through 11, What know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Neither be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, or adulterers, nor infeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, or covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were, and such were, and such were, did you get that past tense word? And such were some of you. Uh, some of us used to be that way. We used to be idolaters, idolaters. We used to be involved in things that were displeasing to God. And yet the Bible said, and such were some of you. But, but, but ye are washed. But you are washed, but you are sanctified, but you are justified and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. I used to be a sinner, but I came headlong with the blood of Jesus Christ. I plunged in the deep of that fountain, and when I came out on the other side, all my sin was gone, my stain was washed clear, and I stand before him tonight, wide and pure because of the blood of the Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ. There's power in the blood of Christ. There's power to cleanse us from our sin. Blood is a cleansing agent. William Cooper said this in his uh, song. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins where sinners plunge beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. Do you know that blood is a cleansing agent of the body? Blood will take all the poisons and toxins and things of our body and take it to certain organs and it'll dispel it from the body. And blood is a cleansing agent to the body. And without it, there'd be certain death. I remember when my dad, he'd been on dialysis for upwards of 15 years plus. And of course, he was diagnosed with cancer and uh, he was on hospice. And uh, dad told him, he said, I'm tired of taking dialysis. They tried to give him uh, certain transplants, kidney transplants, and so forth. A few years before that, he said, I'm old, I've lived a good life. Give it to somebody that can use it and somebody that needs it. That was his outlook on life. And uh, he was on dialysis, and he'd have to go. They put him on three uh, times a week. He did that for about a year, and finally he told the doctor, he said, I'm going two times a week. The doctor said, you can't do that. You'll die. He said, I'm doing two times a week. You can mark it down, or I won't come at all. So they took him two times a week. 
Dad said, they ain't getting my money. He said, it gives me a headache anyway. And um, I'm sure he was a headache to some degree to the doctors because my dad, you a precious man, but you'd have to know him. And um, so he told him just about a week or so before he died, he said, I'm done with dialysis. He said, I don't want any more of it. I'm going to die anyway. I'm done. They said, Miss Ellis, you'll die for sure. He said, that's okay. I'm going to die anyway. And uh, he did. He, he came off of dialysis. And the poisons in the body begin to build up. And they say that it's a horrible death. I don't know. But I know this. I know that dad came off of it. And as a result of that, the toxins and the poisons build up in his body. That coupled with the uh, melanoma cancer that he had, he didn't last but less than a week, if I remember correctly. And uh, without the blood purging, the body will die. May I say to you, my friend, that's what the blood of Christ does. The blood of Christ comes in and cleanses and takes all of the sin and the iniquity and the transgression out of our soul and out of our, our mind and heart and purges us and makes us clear and holy before God. Such were some of you. The Apostle John said that the blood of Jesus Christ in Revelations cleanses from all sin. And I'm glad all my sins have been cleansed by the blood. As we consider that, uh, 1 John 1, 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Thank God there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And then there, the blood not only cleanses, but the blood has power to change. I not only was saved and my sins were cleansed and washed away, but when I got saved, my life changed. The power of the blood to change lives and to change hearts. <clears throat> May I say to you tonight, if you're here and you profess Christ and you say that you've been saved and you've plunged beneath that cleansing blood and you've been cleansed, wonderful, thank God for it. But have you been changed? 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And the Bible speaks of the blood and the salvation changing us and changing our conscience and purging our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. May I say to you tonight that we need change in our life and in our heart and the blood not only cleanses but when we're cleansed the blood gives us power to change our life to walk in Christ I quoted it earlier 2 Corinthians 5 17 therefore if any man be in Christ is a new creature are you a new creature there's a little child song now don't worry I'm not going to sing it tonight I'll spare you the grief and the sorrow and the woe I was down in a large meeting in Mississippi one time. It's been several years ago. And uh, one of the singers in a quartet got sick. One of them came up to me and said, Brother Ellis, somebody said you can sing. We're going we're to recruit you to sing with us. I said, Brother, I don't know who told you that lie, but it was just that. It was a lie. I can't sing. They said, no, we know you can. I said, okay, but you're going to regret it. And so I got up there, and sure enough, I'm standing here, Brother Sam, three of them standing there, and I started singing with them, and it wasn't but just a little while, the guy standing beside me moved to the other end, and he was looking at me the whole time. After a little while, the guy was two over from me now, he moved to the other side, and then the next thing I know, the third guy moves to the other side, and finally I said in the middle of the song, I told you I couldn't sing, and I went and sat down, and they had services after that. You say, where were you going with that? I don't know. I done forgot. 
but I can't sing. But when we get to heaven, I'll be able to sing. There's been a change in my life, and I know that I've been purged, and my sins have been washed clean, and I know that there's been a change in my life, and the power, the blood of Christ changed me and set my feet on a solid rock. Change in attitude, affection, and actions towards sin. Change forever, the power of the blood. Evangelist John Wesley in 1703 through 1791 in his ministry, and most of us are familiar with John Wesley, and it's not that I endorse his doctrine, but he was coming in from a service one night, and uh, somebody accosted him and robbed him, and they took everything he had. They turned to walk away, and as they were going, John Wesley said to him, said, wait, come back, said, I've got something else for you. And the man came back surprised. He said, what do you got? Because he already knew as a preacher, he had already told him as a preacher. He said, I've got one more thing for you. He said, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth from all sin. And that robber looked at him and said, you're a crazy preacher. And he turned and he fled and ran away. Took off with everything John Wesley had. It was some years later though, Mr. Wesley was in a meeting. He had preached and he was standing greeting people at the back of the auditorium. And a man came up to him and said, so you're John Wesley? He said, I am. He said, you don't remember me, do you? He said, no, sir, I do not. He said, do you remember a man that accosted you and robbed you one night and took everything you had? And Mr. Wesley said, why, yes, I do remember that. He said, do you remember what else happened? Mr. Wesley said, well, I can't recall what you're referring to. He said, you told me to come back that you had something else for me. I came back thinking that you had more money and more goods that I could take. He said, I came back and you said to me, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sin. He said, preacher, I got home that night and I couldn't sleep. He said, over and over in my mind and in my heart, I heard those words. The blood of Jesus cleanses from all sin. He said, I got up to go to work the next day. He said, all I could hear was the blood of Jesus cleanses from all sin. He said, I went through the day and went to go bed that night. He said, in my mind over and over again, I heard that word in my soul and in my heart. The blood of Jesus cleanses from all sin and he said preacher I finally got on my knees and trusted Christ as my savior and I just wanted to say to you tonight the blood of Jesus cleanseth from all sin thank God for the cleansing blood well you shouldn't have sang on the blood this morning it stirred my soul this evening I enjoy the blood of Christ the freeness the cleansing of sin. And then there's power to claim. Thank God I'm one of his and he claims me of one of his own. Sinners are brought to God through the cleansing blood of Christ. And as a result of that, we belong to him. And I believe just like Jesus when he was being baptized and he came up out of the water, the spirit of God, the Bible says, God looked at him and said, that's my son. And I believe we stand before him He's going to say, that's my son. That's my daughter. You say, how do you know? Because the blood's been applied. Just like in the Old Testament, in the land of bondage in Egypt, when Egypt, uh, when the Israelites and the Jews would put the blood over the mantle, and the Bible says that when death moved through and God moved through, he said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. And the blood marked them as belonging to God personally, and when he saw the blood, he passed over them. Thank God one day, when we stand before him, he's going to look and say, that's 
that's one of mine. The blood, look at my blood. He's mine. I purchased him on Calvary. Thank God there's power to cleanse in the blood. There's power to keep. Then I'm going to give you one last thing about the blood tonight. That is that there is promise in the power of the blood of Christ. There's power uh, to be released from and be free from the bondage of sin. You see, it's not just that we've been purchased out of sin and bondage. We've been saved and washed. But thank God he gives us power to overcome sin. He gives us power to be able to set, be set free from our sin. The Bible says in 1 Peter 1.23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Aren't you glad we've been washed and purged and we have the promise of the blood of Christ, the promise of, uh, to be set free? I used to be under the bondage of sin. I used to be tempted to be drawn away according to the scriptures. It's not that we have overcome temptation. I don't believe anyone in their fleshly body will have complete 100% victory over their sin until we get to heaven. Because we live in the world, but we don't have to be of the world. But I'm glad that when I got saved and my sins were purged and cleansed, Thank God he gave me power and set me free from the bondage of sin. In Galatians 2.2, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's Mrs. Ellis' uh, favorite verse. May I say to you, the old life with all of its power, the old life with all of its failures, the old life with all of its lure and all of its temptation, the old life and all of its transgression has now passed away. In Psalm 103 and verse number 12, as far as the east is from the west, the Bible said, as so far has he removed our transgression from us. Do you know if I went before God tonight and said, now Lord, do you remember way back in 1976, right before I got saved? Do you remember on this day what I did? And God would say, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. But Lord, you don't remember I don't remember. Why? Because the Bible said he has removed our sin as far as the east is from the west. One Bible verse says that he put them behind his back never to be remembered again. I'm glad my sins are gone. I'm glad I've been forgiven. The Bible says in Micah 7 and 19 he will turn again and will have power and compassion upon them, and will subdue the, our iniquities, and thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Thank God our sins are gone forever. And because of the blood, I have a promise of a bright future. You know, I'm going to go to heaven when I die. It's not because of anything I've done. It's not by any deeds that I've done in my ministry. It's not by any good works. It's all because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank God for the promise of the future. And then the Bible says in John 14 and verse number one through three, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I'd have told you so. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. You know one day, the Lord's going to call. The trumpet's going to sound. 
if uh, the Lord doesn't allow me to go home through the grave, and if today's not my last day, and if tomorrow's not my last day or the next day, and the rapture takes place one way or another, I'm going home. And I don't mean to one, two, three, five, Arabian Drive, Dalton, Georgia either. I'm talking about my northern home. And I'm not talking about New England either. I'm talking about my northern home. My northern home where the Lord dwells. I'm talking about heaven. Thank God one day I'll be there because of the shed blood of Christ and because I was saved and put my faith and trust in him. There's power in the blood. If you here tonight and you've not been saved, and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, I highly encourage you to come tonight and be saved. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Ephesians 1, 7. I'll close with this verse tonight and give you my closing thoughts. In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of His grace. Aren't you glad tonight for the shed blood of Christ? It is because of the shed blood of Christ that we even gather here at Bible Baptist Church tonight. It's because of the shed blood of Christ that we'll gather on Wednesday night, the Lord willing. It is because of the shed blood of Christ that he gave us such a wonderful pastor and the family. It's because of the shed blood of Christ that we're saved, that we have fellowship and we have common ground tonight that we can stand on. Thank God for the redeeming power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Robert Lowry put it this way, and I'll close with these words. What can wash away my sin? To which comes a resounding answer. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You know how the liberal sings that song? What can wash away my sins? Nothing, and they stop right there. But that's the liberal. But we that are saved, we that believe the Bible... We that are conservative, we that have been to the cleansing blood, we sing that song, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that flow that makes me white as snow. No other fountain, no. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my cleansing, this I see. Nothing but the blood of Jesus for my part in this I pray.